0: Good morning. I'm pleased to be speaking with Minneapolis artist Susan Hensel. She's also a former gallery owner. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Emily. One of the things that I've been doing as I've been working from home is just checking in with artists, uh, visual artists around the cities to see what you're working on while the stay-at-home order is in place. So, Susan, how's that uh, working out for you?
1: Well, like um, many artists, I'm always at home. Um, But I do find that it has been a change anyways, and I've been working actually more on the digital side, working on my website intensely during this time.
0: Ooh, that sounds like fun.
1: Actually, I enjoy it, um, because I'm learning lots of new stuff.
0: Cool. Uh, So it really hasn't impacted your workflow much then?
1: Well, it's impacted my willingness to work with materials which I love doing, but um with everything thrown up in the air in terms of the art market, it's a little hard to push myself through because I've had shows canceled, I've had um I'll have galleries closing things like that. And so I decided to actually focus on The business side in a way, which is the website and getting a commercial cart, sales cart up on it and upgrading my photography,
0: things like that. Susan, how would you describe your art? What kinds of styles are you drawn to and what do you uh, mostly work on?
1: I am primarily at this point in my life, a textile artist. And I work in digital embroidery, which is a lovely crossover between the digital realm and the material realm. Even though I'm 70 years old, I was an early adopter when it comes to computers. And I really enjoy them, but in different ways than say the younger artist does. I'm not an animator and I'm not drawn to um, that look. But um, digital embroidery allows me to build wonderful things in the computer. I'm actually drawing with stitches. And then I output them in a computer-aided machine. And that never really comes out like the computer. In fact, it's just a start. If I'm lucky, I get something to work with that might become a module to build something much larger. Or it might pop out of the hoop and fall on the floor and and show me a shape that I didn't see before. So there's a lot of intuition that happens. Uh, My goal ultimately is um, to push this medium as far as I can, and I am pushing it to the architectural scale. Uh, My largest piece to date is about eight feet high through um, building with modules. And I also want to create through the economies of scale, whether it be small or large, an experience for the viewer that... Kind of takes them out of their daily life for just a moment, uh, makes them kind of stop and gasp because we all need to stop and
0: gasp. Indeed. <laughs> uh, now so- more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. So tell me a little bit more about that process. I mean, it's, I, I would assume, of course, not being a, a visual artist, that you put something in the computer and it comes out like you tell it to. So how is there so much, um, I guess, uh, flexibility in what's coming out with compared to what you're telling it to do?
1: Well, some of it obviously you know is user error computer screens don't tell you everything sure correct? right but the other part i think for me it has to do with my training i am trained as a fine artist i was trained in sculpture and in painting in particular and i am most comfortable working in the three-dimensional realm and because of that because of coming out of that training rather than a graphic design training I am very willing and able to notice things as they are happening. So I allow the intuition to work fully in what I am doing. And when I demonstrate to people who have thought that all I do is push a button and hang out, they're (laughs) amazed at, at how much input there actually is. Because you just stop- if you like what you see or you don't like what you see happening on the machine, you just push a button and stop it, and you consider, and you might just say, "I'm stopping right there, I want that thing. I don't want the thing I designed, I want that thing, and so that happens frequently um The other thing um that happens are have to do with user error, but they're also delightful things. Like, you chose the wrong green thread when you replaced a spool. And and what you come out with sometimes is so much better. You know, so you you embrace the so-called mistakes. Because that's where the magic happens, I think. And it's always been that way for me. And if it's really awful, well, I cut it up, I recombine it, I sew it up in different ways. Um, or I combine it with wood, I combine it with, with light, I, I do all kinds of things with it just to see what will happen.
0: I'm speaking with Minneapolis artist Susan Hensel. And Susan, you mentioned earlier that you were trained as a fine artist in painting and sculpture. So when did you start working with textiles?
1: Textiles, I like to say, happened to me. (laughs) Um, They happened to me through hand spinning, which was just a hobby that I took up about 15 years ago.
0: What's hand spinning?
1: Hand spinning is taking raw wool and turning it into yarn. Oh. Yeah. and, And I'm not really a knitter, but I love the process of hand spinning. It is very soothing and lovely and it's meditative. And so I took that up and I took up dying and one thing led to another. And I started to get some grants to take some of those skills and other skills and expand them. And there was a key grant that I got that allowed me to get my first software for machine embroidery. And that was a Jerome grant about I don't know, maybe five, six years ago. And my my uh, machine embroidery story, I always have to laugh about. It's a state fair story. <sighs> you know, I am a transplant in Minnesota. I moved here 16 years ago, I think. And I didn't understand what the big hoopla was about the state fair until I went. Yeah. I've never... Yeah, I've never seen anything like it, you know. (laughs) The state fairs I've been to have really just been delightful farmer fairs, right? That's what I grew up with was the farmer fair. And and this is so much more. And so maybe the second time I went to the state fair, I made myself go, oh, I can't remember the name of the building, the demonstration building where all the businesses are, you know, demonstrating Ginzu knives and whatnot. And Creative Sewing was there demonstrating their embroidery machines, and I was just captivated. It wasn't that it was hands-off. It wasn't that I cared a whit about the Disney character that they were stitching out. It was the color. I have never seen color like that in my life. And so I had to do it. And what I've learned over the years since then is um, the, the ability of the thread to bend light is what makes the color so remarkable. Huh. Your typical machine embroidery thread is a tri three-sided polyester thread. And what that means is without doing anything else, without thinking about what direction the thread is going or not going, if it's all parallel in one direction, when you move that piece, it gleams. And that's because the light, which gives us our, you know, all the color that we see is from the light bouncing off of things. It changes that color. So I can make something with two colors, that might look like it has up to six colors in it through how I combine the colors, how I layer them, and how I do the directions. That is just
0: astonishing to me. So the Minnesota State Fair changed you as an artist. I love that.
1: I know. Is it? It's a State Fair love story. <laughs> it
0: really is. <laughs> well, Minneapolis artist Susan Hensel, what else would you like to say before we have to say goodbye?
1: Um. Keep looking at stuff. Um, all of us artists are out here doing what we have to do. And what we have to do is so important for all of us. It's part of what helps keep us human. We Humanity for millennia has been creative. We can't just have a bowl to drink out of. We somehow have to put an extra fingerprint in it to make it special. And that's part of
0: being human. And so we need it. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) Susan Hensel, what a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much. And we'll have some pictures of your art up on our website shortly, jazz88.fm. Thanks, Susan. Thank
1: you, Emily.